This episode of Andy's Girls focuses on unpacking cyber attacks that were made this week against Garcelle Beauvais's young son, Jax. After recording this week's episode, Erica Jane and Diana Jenkins both responded on social to accusations and insinuations that they were involved in the hiring of bots. Erica Jane put out a statement on Instagram stories saying, I did not hire bots to attack Jax and my offer to apologize to him in person still stands. Sincerely, Erica. Diana Jenkins put out a statement saying, I have been accused of instigating the hateful and inexcusable cyberbullying of Garcelle's son. Nothing could be further from the truth. I have stood for human rights my whole life. There is no place for hate in this world. To those people who have been attacking my family and threatening our lives, you are also spreading hate and creating fear. Please stop. This statement, of course, does not unfortunately mention or address why Diana remained silent for so long after the attack on Jax. While deleting swarms of comments, asking her to speak out and disavow the attack, which was made in her name and coincided with her birthday. More on that in this episode. I'm an Aries. <laughs> I already like it. I already like it. And this ram isn't afraid to use her horns. Oh, Lord. Okay. I didn't know where that was going. I honestly, as a Jew who's experienced anti-Semitism, I was like, you know what? Let me just make sure to indicate the sign part of it because I've gotten so much. Let's go. Oh my What's God, it's amazing. What's okay. Unlike Diana, I've never proclaimed myself a humanitarian or activist, but I've also never funded a bot campaign against a child. <laughs> so maybe I should start. <laughs> allegedly, guys, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly, 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 the Raw Housewives of Beverly Hills is burning down. And this episode is going to be a fucking shit show. I just want to say before I introduce one of my literal favorite people and guests that this came together with some spackle about three seconds ago. We're recording Friday at 7 a.m. Now, I know the clock is saying to me that it's actually 1.17 p.m. Eastern Standard, but I'm telling you, it is 7 in the fucking morning. I feel like it, too. I am... You ask any content creator who's been talking about what the fuck has been going on this week. We're done. We're done. We're over We have it. nothing left. We have nothing left. I got a comment on a post I put because my social in the last couple of days has been a little hot. <laughs> and I got a comment from someone completely understandably asking Everything that's been going down is so confusing. Will you put up a highlights? And I was like, honestly, I would love to do that, but I would love for someone else to do that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I thought about you. yeah doing a post where I recap it from beginning to end. Like I'm explaining it to my mother and I was like, I don't have it in me. Well, great. Great to hear because we're about to do that on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Talking about hour. it is so much easier than like my little fingers yes. making a post. Yes. Uh-uh. I 
literally just was like in order. I was like, dee, 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 and then sent you a shot of it and was like, what did I miss? And you said, we got it because each one is an essay. Mm. You guys, it's Andy's Girls. It's episode 338. This is a special episode a response is necessitated based on circumstances that have been going on online. Um, something you can listen to in an AG Patreon episode recorded earlier this week with Face Reality 16, an hour-long episode breaking it down. And a piece that I wrote for the Daily Beast that will be linked in the show notes for this episode, also giving more information on what's been going down. But um, as I said to that person who commented, you know, I'll, I'll do you hopefully one better, which is an Andy's Girls uh, episode focused on this because I think it's important. And I think that the last even couple hours today have been so fucking bad that we feel like we don't have a response. We don't have an option but to respond. And um, so there's no one that I would rather record this episode with than a frequent guest who's been on the podcast, who's so spectacular and who I highly encourage that everyone follow um, her Instagram bio love of my life if dateline and sports center had a bravo baby Mm -hmm. which would now be a forced birth but okay (laughs) (laughs) depending on your state (laughs) i should really add that to the bio wait i shouldn't be crying but it's too soon we have to laugh about it there's nothing else we can do five minutes in the chaos that's gonna be this episode Oh my God, yeah. welcome back to Andy's Girls. <laughs> never leave, never leave. Bravo, bravo, ducking, bravo. How are you? I'm great. How are you? It's just a uh, wonderful <laughs> week to be a Bravo fan. You know, you're stressed out about life and things going on. So you say, hey, uh, let me kick up my feet and see what's going on in the easy breezy world of NBC Universal and the women that they pay to share their drama and lives with us. It's wonderful. Very relaxing. You know, I put my therapist on pause a while ago because we had some some spiritual significant differences of opinion uh-huh. that affected separate the, podcast, um, but I'd love to hear about that. Yeah, it was a thing. <laughs> so I have been doing my like therapy with my psychiatrist, my poor sweet psychiatrist, literally twice a week for a very long time. And she's away for three weeks and she was like, You're gonna you're gonna do great. She was like, you're going to do real great. And we both looked at each other and I was like, uh-huh. And she was like, uh-huh. And she said, this is going to be a great opportunity for you to use the skills that we have spent literal years working on. And you're going to do such a good job with your depression and your anxiety and everything else. And I was like, yeah. But you know what? Instagram isn't letting that magic play out. Or maybe it is. Maybe this is the time. Maybe. Maybe this was all a test for all of us. But I mean, it was very difficult. I even lost my cool. I put up some stories where I uh, got a little bit mean. I try not to get super mean these days. Oh, same. Definitely Um, same. But it's really, really tough to see the world like come crashing down on a 14-year-old. And people are just quiet for days. And I mean, on in the internet time an hour is like a day like he's you know he's getting flooded so it was horrible terrible I can't imagine what Garcelle was feeling I can't imagine what the family was feeling anyway we'll get into it we'll get into it 
Well, I feel like let's give a little bit of an overview to people who are like, wow, it seems like something happened, mm-hmm. but I have decided not to use social media and P.S. Caduce to you. <laughs> and so I would like a little bit of background on what has taken place. So let's do that. Um, I'm going to try to to give a little wiki version, please. Okay interject I shall I won't be able to help I am extremely certain even though I did a heavily researched piece for the daily beast and an hour-long patreon and a lot of stuff on social that I don't even really know who I am at this point um so let's try to figure this out okay so guys breaking news Garcelle and Diana haven't been great for a minute on the show off the show on social and Diana put up some posts on Instagram that Garcelle responded to also online. Diana surmised that Garcelle was essentially a piece of shit and put up some posts, fascinating information, um, put up some, uh, imaginations are great, put mm-hmm. up some posts essentially saying that um, Garcelle was not empathetic about uh, a pregnancy loss that Diana has, Diana has discussed on social media and said that she was a fan favorite and could get away with anything. One caption of a post said, go on trolls, do your worst. Um, oh, wait, you already did. Another life is a long time and I do play a long game. This is not the face of someone that will get pushed around ever. Game on, bitch. Wow. Um, a that. lot of, yeah, and some video of Garcelle and Sutton on the after show that was edited in a fun, creative way with the caption, it shows you who she is as a person. There was also, she said something about uh, people that are fans of Garcelle's are worrisome. And the person that she was responding to didn't say anything rude, like did not name call. Mm. Was, there was not any clapback. It was really just like a, a, a kind statement saying like, hey, that's not true or disagreeing with whatever she was saying. So she's definitely, you know, trying to do that whole gangster role online still, it seems. Yeah, she's a real piece of shit, honestly. But anywho, so she's put up some really combative stuff. Garcelle responded and and said essentially I I sort of have no idea what you're talking about with the with me making fun of your pregnancy loss what in fact was going on was uh, jokes about the misspelling of my name exactly that's all Um, that was and essentially Garcelle said you know everyone needs to calm down and unfortunately it was apparently opposite day in hell because what ended up taking place was an enormous escalation online um you know, the social media posts that had gone up, um, especially on Diana's account, were purposefully inflammatory. And then in a shocking turn of events, um, inflammatory comments started flooding in um, all at once on the then public Instagram account of Garcelle's 14-year-old son, Jax, who you guys might remember had already been, in his words, violated earlier this season when Erica, in her words, yelled at him. Mm-hmm. So cursed this him out. Four- cursed him out. So this 14-year-old child was flooded with comments 
that were inflammatory, racist, and derogatory. They were specifically named uh, or meant for him using your mother, tell your mom. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, And they kind of ran the gamut. Um, Many referenced using identical language, including grammatical errors, referenced, uh, and guys, trigger warning, we're going to get into some racist stuff, addict shaming language. It's all pretty bad. So just keep that in mind. Um, Referencing Garcelle's older son, Oliver, because this is a real situation where if you're going to try to shame and attack one son, why not loop in the other? So um, two of Garcelle's kids were attacked in this way. But saying to a 14-year-old child that your brother is and or was a drug addict because the language sort of shifted according to the comments. So why doesn't your mom empathize with Erica? Um, Saying that Garcelle was the reason that the real canceled and her son should be, they should be nervous because BH might be canceled as well. Um, A lot of comments, all of which supported Diana explicitly, I would say as the primary, absolutely primary, but also many of which referenced Erica and Rena. To a lesser extent, there were a couple that were in support of Crystal and Kyle mm-hmm. and Dorit, but overwhelmingly it was about supporting and defending Diana and Erica and Rinna. Yeah. And they were very loaded and disgusting. And what was so fascinating was so many of them included identical language. Now, I am one of a couple content creators who were like, huh, mm-hmm. what's up? And started looking at the actual commenters themselves. So I was taking screen recordings as this was happening or as we were finding out and looking at the accounts and seeing that something was kind of fascinating, which was a conversation that was also, I think, in many ways, primarily led by Face Reality 16, who we're both friends with, Mm -hmm. who had some more background on the bot of it all. But the realization that many of us had was that these accounts were actually not real. Yeah, it's it's obvious. And that's the thing. That's the difference between like somebody who is really plugged in to social media all day long the way we are or just a casual user a casual user probably has no idea and a lot of my followers would message me and say what is that i didn't know what that was is that common that happens a lot and for us we're so used to it we know that a lot of bravo liberties buy followers that there are places you can go to look up stats mm-hmm. and see how many real people are part of something and how many people are quote unquote bots and mm-hmm. what are bots, blah, blah, blah. Go to Face Reality 16's story. She probably has it in a highlight now. She did a great job of explaining that, but it's just a fake profile. It's just a fake profile that you can buy a bundle of them. You pay actual money for this and you can do a couple different things. You can just have some followers. You can have people like things. And again, they're not people. They're just, it's essentially one person who is starting a ton of accounts for the sole purpose of doing what you've asked them to do make me look cooler, make me look loved, make, make this person located, whatever it is. And then they flood, they flood and it's a program. So all these comments that were all similar, 
and all these profiles that had like either zero followers or five followers and they're all following the same five and like it's just somebody in a rush making as many accounts as they can and they have the same type of images like for me they were they were all white women when I would do my screenshots. Every single all one. Young, all young, attractive, attractive white women. White women. Same type of photos. I started finding the source of some of the photos. They were like models, real people that whose photos had been taken and turned into fake profiles and then saying very painful, horrible things to a child. So anytime I saw the who the real person was, I would tag the real person to show them that their images were being used this way. Instagram is not great about taking stuff like that down. Um, but, you know, it is it is not supposed to be something that is allowed, but it's the ugly underside of Instagram. And what was so interesting in Face Reality 16's coverage, which, again, we discussed in that Patreon episode that went up as this was coming out, was photos of bot farms. Now, mm-hmm. I thought it was like a technological robot thing. I didn't understand, and this is a much more expensive option, yeah. seemingly, that these are actually real people who have in front of them, it's like you're standing up and you tap, the, they have a bunch of screens in front of them. It is literally, I mean, the idea of a bot farm, quote unquote, it is literally a person mm-hmm. just doing tap, 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 yep. tap, tap, which is why there are grammatical errors. It's why some of this stuff doesn't make sense. And it's like the language being used, the phrasing doesn't necessarily fit for the profile because these profiles look like these people are many influencers. It's like these very seemingly highly produced or at least produced formulated profiles that have no engagement nobody's liking or commenting the posts for you know if this you go to a profile this person has 20 followers but they have six posts so it seems like it's someone but they were all maybe posted at the same time or there's Mm -hmm. no engagement it's because somebody somewhere is being paid who knows how much they're actually making but probably not a lot of money somebody is Mm -hmm. um to put out the same information from a lot of different fake posts but because the avatar looks a certain way people might think it's a real person and also what's so interesting is like when you are buying a bot campaign bot attack whatever it is that you want to do you can choose the avatar according to the business that you're going into all of it is tailored all of it is tailored. So if you're buying a bot and you're running, a, it's like the fun of gender roles and dynamics. Like you might want your fake person to look and be a different way, which might look more organic to outsiders that this is a real person. But the breaking news here is that it turns out it looks very likely that this wasn't an example of something that does exist in the Bravo community, toxic fans who have, in fact, talked disparagingly about housewife kids before. And I use kids in the most generous possible term. A 30-year-old child of a housewife is not, in fact, a child, mm-hmm. but it is the child of the adult on television. Absolutely. And there's a difference, too, I want to say real quick, between uh, an adult child who is mic'd up, getting a paycheck, and doing right. you know, an on-camera confessional, and then a kid that you see running in the background or is at an event but is not part of the show is not part of the show, is not a cast member, is not an equal player. Right. And 
So it looks like someone paid specifically to attack Jax, seemingly to get to his mom. Now, what was so interesting about so many of these comments... And also, I want to say real quick, on Diana's birthday. Yeah, what a gift. And again, I referenced that in the... I was sharp in the daily let's, let's, so let's you guys not forget can... you know God. yeah it was the timing is so interesting in so many ways also because the after show bravo's after show which you can watch on bravo tv's youtube channel it's typically two parts had erica and dorit criticizing garcelle's referencing of erica's drinking and saying Based on her experience with Oliver, shouldn't she have more empathy? Mm -hmm. Which to me is a super fucked way of thinking. I look at that and I think you guys have just fucked with two of her kids on television by heavily flirting and suggesting threesomes, using the phrasing baby daddy, baby mom, baby, all of this fucking loaded language with Oliver and yelling at Jax and using um, expletives. You would think that Garcelle even talking about your drinking as a way of explaining some of your misbehavior is, in fact, a huge example of her empathy. But that's like for an emotional intelligence that unfortunately rises at a level far higher than what we're seeing in the Fox Force. Yeah. And and also, I want to say real quick, this has been bothering me so much and other people have brought it up. But, you know, Eileen was almost sacrificed at the table for mentioning Erica's son, for mentioning, for bringing up his existence. So it's shocking to me that she would be so eager to talk about someone else's adult son, uh, Oliver. And then and their also struggle with curse, addiction. Yes. And also curse out a minor son uh, who mm. was just picking up flowers for his mother on her birthday, by the way. Yeah, on her birthday. At her birthday party. At his mother's birthday party. So the the levels, there. It, this is, it's so disturbing um, any way that you look at it. But taken as a whole, it's really, really, really hard to not see a lot of this as she doesn't matter. Her kids don't matter. My kids matter. Don't talk about my kids. Not only... Do her kids not matter and her voice and feelings don't matter, but her ability to still somehow think and reflect through an empathetic lens is questioned and, spoiler alert, my favorite word, weaponized Mm -hmm. by select members of the cast. And what was so interesting was the timing of all of this. Diana using loaded language in her captions, game on, trolls, yada, yada. Do your worst. Garcelle minimizing a lot of that, deflecting off of it because she's a fucking grown-ass adult and saying everyone needs to calm down. You tell someone who doesn't have an interest in calming down to calm down, watch what happens next. And then we have the after show go up that uses a lot of weird, problematic non-explanations of select members of the Fox force criticizing Garcelle's response. And you see that play out in the actual attacks against Jax, 
which do not appear to have come from actual human people. What we are watching take place is different even from attacks that have happened against Portia Umansky earlier, where real people were being real assholes. And those were real people. And that's the thing. Those are real people. A toxicity is heavily apparent in the Bravo community. But there's a difference here, which some people do not want to reference or acknowledge, including the network at this point, publicly, which is that this is not what happened to Portia. This is not people criticizing Erica's adult son in comments to her directly and not him. Mm -hmm. This is not people being assholes to Rinna's kids on social as they have been, all of which it's not okay. But this was someone making a and buying seemingly a calculated bot campaign specifically to hurt and upset a 14 year old child. Mm -hmm. Why they did that, we don't know. But there is a fan theory that I hypothesized, discussed, unpacked in that Daily Beast piece, which is that. Because Garcelle has not bent toward the will of the Fox Force, because she has refused to disavow her friendship with Sutton, because she is not allowing their lobbed hits to make impact, somebody, not necessarily somebody in the cast, but someone who seemingly really wanted to support specifically three members of it, Mm decided to upset her son because while she wasn't allowing them to impact her they knew the absolute most and by they I mean whomever knew the absolute most delicate vulnerable spot which for Garcelle was being a parent so they dragged Oliver by talking about his past experiences with drug addiction this is a person in recovery mm, that is. and maligning him which p.s if i was rinna whose sister struggled i would have some thoughts on that but regardless someone who has apparently very ugly thoughts about drug addiction um the innocence of a child and decided to use a 14 year old who'd already been traumatized on camera. I laugh because this is absolutely psychotic. It's it psychotic. Is. It is. And that's a, that's what bothers me so much about it is that, you know, the viewers are the ones who were yelling the most about this. They were the most outraged. The people who watch these shows and care about the cast members and what happens and storylines, they were all tagging Bravo TV. They were all tagging anyone, all of the cast members saying, please speak out. You've got to stop this. And it is a disgusting and ugly reflection of what we have seen all season and last season. And there's no one that's part of that clique that is not culpable. I mean, when Erica cursed out Jax, Dorit turned to her and said, you're fine. It's okay. She completely excused it and moved on. And it was Dorit and Kyle sitting with their husbands, joking about it. Well, it's not my child. I'll never forget that. I'll never forget that. They laughed at it. They thought it was great. 
you know, Mauricio said, I thought it was great she did that. What are we talking about? Like, you want to be liked, right? You want to sell houses? That's your whole angle? You want to feature properties that you're trying to move product on, on, on the ultimate girls trips, and it's all about, you know, keeping money in your pockets. You're the family, you're the family man. You're the best mom. You're always hugging your kids and stuff. And you guys are going to be laughing about that and say, well, it's not my kid. Get the hell out of here. I'm not watching this. I'm not supporting you. <laughs> like, it's really, really difficult to, to even stomach Beverly Hills because of the Girardi, you know, complete scandal and taking advantage of so many victims. And then all of this on top of it. And I wonder, like, is somebody just trying to make the show explode? Is are they just showing us the worst sides of these of these people? I I don't know, but it, it doesn't make any sense to me um, that they would be so unlikable and so horrible on purpose and think that it's funny. Repeatedly, repeatedly, it's like the repeated gaslighting and manipulation to deflect on their own incidents. Um, instances rather of poor behavior that have led to this it it shows how bad this has gotten and it feels almost inevitable when we look at how horribly a few of the cast members have even addressed or not what happened to Jack's through the circumstances of the ways that they encapsulate their own shitty behavior and what happened to Jax on the after show, on the show itself, on social previously, it all feels so connected and disgusting and disturbing, but also consistent, which is what is so fucked up. And I think it's really shitty that none of them, to my knowledge, Rinna blocked me. So oh, I I've been don't blocked. know what she's... Again, never tagged I mean, her. She's such a, like, whatever, Rena. She's a... She, she is what she, she... I mean, her lips are made for talking, and they're Except always about things. real shit or herself, but okay. Yeah, amen. Um, So I don't know exactly what she's doing minute by minute, but I have been looking at Diana and uh, Rena's social media as well as everyone else, and what's so interesting is when you think about the ways that these comments were done seemingly to support and defend their behavior and upset a child by saying the child's mom's behavior is wrong. When you look at the way that all of these comments, which you can see in that piece, you can see online, there's screenshots fucking everywhere all over the world. Mm -hmm. But when you think about the ways that Diana and Erica and Rinna really explicitly, it's really those three. Dorit, you can see a couple times, Kyle a couple times, Crystal even less. But when you see those names reflected so much and see the way that a child is in pain, Garcelle posting about going to sleep at night crying, the child itself saying, I'm a kid, like this is too much, please stop. And you think about the ways that these housewives refuse to process or even express upset about their names being used to violate a 14-year-old. And the fact that that really hasn't been said, really especially by Erica and Diana, who've in fact taken a different uh, attack, I would say, or a different strategy on social. The first thing that I would do if I was in their position, God forbid, would be to take to social media and say, stop. 
you don't do this yeah, in my not name. My don't name. do this not don't around do this here. in anyone's name, but this is not okay. Yeah. I don't want people saying they are supporting me while they're attacking a child. Not only did that not happen, but as other members of the cast started to respond, um, Sutton spoke out against it in comments and, and posts and on stories. This is before the network's response. Sutton posted, spoke out against it. Kyle did. Crystal did. Uh, Dorit did. Kathy did. Everyone in the Cherie, I don't remember that she did until after the oh, network's response. Oh, no. Cherie response. made sure to say happy birthday to Diana and tell Cherie, her she was yeah, great. So that's yeah, cool of Cherie. Cherie did did definitely post on Diana in a happy birthday comment as well as sharing a story um on her page so um wow is what what a friend but um you know I don't know I I I don't know the bell is ringing she's at my door she She probably stopping Um, by I think it's fascinating the way that one can look at the silence that Diana and Erica both had. It's absolutely Amazon Prime, absolutely delivering <laughs> batteries that I desperately could use for this recording. But, you know, as you look at the ways that um, members of the cast started to rally through comments um, and posts, did I mention Brenna also posted? I want to yes. say that she did as yep. well. Yeah. It was essentially everyone but Erica and Diana who remained quiet, which was what was so upsetting, I think, to so many people. It's, to me, the exact opposite of a person's instinctive reaction as a human being, as a mother, as a cast member and colleague. This is a work crisis. And from a health and safety issue, not only did they not speak out, but they stayed silent. Erica allowed people to continue to drag her in comments and posts. I don't think she deleted anything. Diana, whose birthday it was, was reposting birthday greetings mm-hmm. from people and deleting comments on her posts asking why she wasn't talking about Jax. And then Jax started to post about death threats that he received. Now, was the one account in particular that was highlighted, was that a bot or it was a, bot. a real? Okay. Was it a bot yeah. or a real person who had been inflamed by seeing these bots? You're saying it was a bot? I, I thought so when I went and looked, but I mean, I could be wrong because some of the, it, the thing about it is you can pay more money to have more sophisticated looking accounts, but they're still really low. Like they'll have, you know, a hundred or ish followers and following it still doesn't mean it's a real person and so some of them started to be private accounts and so there's only so much we can see I'm going to tell myself that some of these were also bots because I just can't see an actual person account going on and saying that after knowing what's happening that there's a campaign a concentrated paid for campaign against a minor and then jumping on and saying things like that so while Diana and Erica are remaining absolutely silent, including after Jax posts this, um, an account posted on his profile, which I verified as you did, as many did, you'd have your neck kneeled on it if it weren't for your white daddy. Tell your mom to leave Diana alone or you'll deal with us. Mm-hmm. That is a literal death threat. Racist as fuck that was made against the 14-year-old child of a cast member 
that did not necessitate seemingly in Diana or Erica's eyes a response. You would think that Erica, who's referenced so yeah, many times that her son is a police officer. She doesn't give a shit about anyone but herself. You would think she would have some thoughts about law and order Mm-mm. when it comes to death threats, which I would think are maybe not great. No. Especially when they're made in specifically Diana's name. But at this point, Diana as a representation of this fucking dream team from absolute hell that is referenced so heavily in these comments. Someone used Diana's name with a literal death threat that was racist against a 14-year-old child and Diana continues to repost stories knowing that this is happening. Yeah, and here's a key part of it too. She was aware of all of it and we know she was aware of it because different accounts, uh, Real Housemates of New York caught it, so did the Bravo Bottoms that she was watching, she was viewing their stories. She was looking at their stories. So she had seen the criticism, she had seen the concern, she had seen the outrage that this was happening and that people were doing it, uh, bots rather, were doing it for her, for her and her friends um, and against, you know, a child and still said nothing, still quote unquote celebrated her birthday, even though we knew that she was seeing all of it and watching and it takes five seconds to be like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. I, I can't, I'm so sorry this is happening. I have nothing to do with this. Like anything that a normal person would do, especially a person whose storyline this year is based on nobody is empathetic to me enough. Based on picking people apart, saying, Sutton, I didn't like the way you tried to connect with me. Garcelle, I don't think you're nice enough to me. Whatever it is, it, you can demand things, but it's a two-way street. So who are you as a person? Yeah, it's a weird thing when you think about the ways that Garcelle's pain seemingly, honestly, I hate to say it, but like even Jax's pain, especially Jax's pain, are not viewed as important or important enough. I think that's what's so troubling is like you're finding out that a 14 year old is getting racist death threats made in your honor and Erica is promoting music Mm -hmm. that's coming out which I said in my piece is another kind of threat it really is I'm an asshole it really is but the fact that you're finding out about this and you're not saying something and we know the ways that she has exploded when even her son's name or job has been mentioned before and then if you're really looking at this stuff finding out that oh my god in brand new information they had no idea about this wasn't even real people these were bots so someone it's like bad enough when you think of how awful real people can be and an absolute selective lack of self-control when you're trying to inflict pain on these housewives or their family members or whomever else Mm -hmm. it is quite another to consider this what it was which was an orchestrated attack absolutely it was an orchestrated attack these weren't real people being mean this was somebody who thought of this yes. and planned it out. There were talking points. There were structured things you know, to communicate. And then whoever's running the bot farm is slightly changing things and make it a little bit different every time so it's not the exact same thing said a thousand times. 
And it's, it's very different from the typical day in the Bravo sphere where, you know, a thousand people watch a show and maybe one or two are very caught up in it. It's a weird time to be alive. They get angry and they say something horrible online. It's different than that. It's not one out of a thousand. We're talking about thousands all saying the same stuff to one person who happened to be a child. So the fact that it was so obvious that it's all bots for anyone who uses social media to go in and check and see that these accounts are not real people and yet to have Bravo and everybody else pretending like, hey, guess what? Viewers and social followers, we don't like that you're doing this. It's neither. So we can move on from that if we're not going to play these games like we don't really know what's happening. Uh, it's neither of those. In fact, those two parties came to you and let you know that this was a problem. So, yeah, that's going to probably bother me forever. But Ciao, AGs. I am speaking to you right now from Rome, Italy, where I am having a little bit of a European adventure. While I love the city and have had so many unique experiences to historical sites, the Vatican, we went to the Pantheon earlier today, there was a little bit of a hiccup in the apartment that we're staying in. And while I really enjoyed getting to know Fabrizio, the owner of the flat, there was a little bit of a language barrier because I unfortunately do not speak any Italian, even though I have watched The Sopranos all the way through at least three times. And this is where Rosetta Stone comes in. What would have helped me enormously in traveling abroad would have been brushing up, also known as entirely learning, the language of Italian. It could have broken down barriers and conversation with Fabrizio. And I also think speaking the language of the place that you're in is a sign of respect to the locals. It's also the ability to fully immerse yourself in the experience. And me not knowing any Italian, apologies to my grandpa Reno, who did make pizza from scratch, it would have been an incredible and even more incredible memorable experience. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, that's right, German, Chinese, and even more. Rosetta Stone immerses you in so many ways. There are no English translations, so you can really learn, listen, and think in that language you want to learn. It's designed for long-term retention, which is especially helpful for me because while this is my first trip to Italy, I really truly hope it won't be my last. The lifetime membership that Rosetta Stone offers has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs in life. That's lifetime access to all 25 language courses that Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, AGs can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. Ciao. Hey, AGs. Are you ready to add a touch of luxury to your home, just like the Real Housewives? BCC Villa Rosa. Ops. Introducing Home Threads, where style meets comfort for the ultimate glam experience. Picture this. 
chic furniture, one could even say chic c'est la vie, that mirrors the elegance of your favorite housewives' mansions. With exclusive designer collections and a curated selection, HomeThreads.com has everything you need to make your space as fabulous as the housewives themselves and always at the best value. Unlike Joe Gorka's initial attempts at windows, perhaps. Now, I have to tell you, I know that Padma is no longer on Top Chef, and may her memory be a blessing, but nothing has made me feel better prepared to host future seasons and potentially even iterations of Top Chef Upper East Side Edition than the Henkel's clad 10-piece stainless steel cookware set in silver that I got along with a two-piece stainless steel ceramic nonstick fry set from Zwilling thanks to Home Threads. It makes me feel like I am finally ready to be a top chef one egg over easy at a time. They're gorgeous. They look great in the apartment. For someone like me who lives in New York City which with a very small space, what I have in my kitchen is important because guests who come to visit me see it. And I'm so, so thankful to have discovered Home Threads because now I feel fully prepared to make eggs a la Francais. Head over to HomeThreads.com today and live your best Real Housewives life. Go to HomeThreads.com slash AndyScrolls and get a code for 15% off your first order. Again, that's HomeThreads.com slash AndyScrolls for a 15% off code off your first order. HomeThreads, love where you live. Yeah, there's a way that you could talk about what happened as an attack and that's not the choice that the network made um the piece that i wrote for the daily beast was published and a couple hours later i want to say the network put out their official response uh which is we are shocked and appalled at the social comments directed at garcelle's son we urge our viewers and social followers alike to refrain from targeting our cast and their families with harmful rhetoric okay (laughs) I, people were tagging them. I was tagging them, and I I try to tag them sparingly. You know, Who's them? Bravo TV and NBC Universal. Only when something mm. is happening that I think is like threatening the existence of these shows and the continuation of people who watch them, <laughs> mm-hmm. I will like raise the flag and start to tag. Um, so people were begging them to say something for a solid twenty four to thirty six hours before they did. Maybe longer. It's all a blur. Um, so the fact that they said something, it's always a weird situation because you're just happy that they are doing something. Mm-hmm. And then it's so often is, I, I don't know who's calling the shots over there. I don't know who's in charge of comms over there, but it's usually off base. So it's also like way after the fact, and I'm yeah. sure there are a lot of moving pieces behind the scenes, but it's something that a lot of outlets have called out, which is a real heavy pattern here of the network not responding in a way that other networks have. It's very strange, for example, that at the height of the Black Lives Matter movement, when there were attacks against cast members like Nickelodeon was like a week prior in responding and putting out a release than bravo was they got some work to do over there they really got some work to do over there but there's a it's like it's a there's almost a hurry up and wait kind of sensibility of like i don't know if they're waiting for this to die down a i little wonder bit, sometimes that was not successful but 
it just feels like they're not on the mark and you should be recognizing at a certain point that you have casts that feature all black participants. You have casts that are overwhelmingly white that feature cast members who are people of color. If you are putting these people on TV and including plot lines that feature racist and uncomfortable ideology and behavior and you're not prepared to respond to that even in when it comes to like episode plot Mm -hmm. but you've edited the episode you know that it's coming to not know how to respond in a timely manner when you seem to be able to put out the episodes on time is weird it's like it's so weird it's honestly strange and it's way behind how other networks have responded which is yeah odd. i agree and part of it too is so frustrating it's it's as if someone explained or tried to explain the issue to a person in charge who maybe doesn't use social media a lot and they said like oh what viewers are saying mean things to okay well then tell the viewers to stop well no it's not the viewers You see, there's this thing called bots and how social media works is and how Instagram works is and people get paid and it's actually like a stream of income and it's quite common and blah, blah. And none of that mattered. It was just like, okay, well then tell the viewers to stop being mean to Garcelle's son. Like it didn't do anything. It doesn't accomplish anything. Like the issue was there's a strategy behind this at play. And it, the, uh, the actual origin of all of this to me is that the show has gone so downhill as far as what is acceptable as a storyline like that they made a choice to show us that moment i think we talked about this they made a choice Mm -hmm. to put that in the show and show us a 14 year old getting cursed out they made they make these choices to show us all of this and to have dorit saying on camera that was no big Mm -hmm. deal and to have them belittling everything and this all spins into what we're in now like these these are all just building blocks yeah, I mean, it It feels inevitable. And it also is such an odd look because it continues a narrative that even Rinna did. And let's give her the benefit of the doubt and say that she meant this as a way to say, don't come after our kids. But you're marginalizing and sort of gaslighting the issue when you say this is what happened to Jax is like what happened with Erica's 30-year-old police officer son. You know, that grouping them together shit is just really bothers me so much. It feels like a way to minimize the absolute reality of what happened to Jax and its harm on Jax, Oliver, Garcelle, and the rest of their family, let alone, P.S., to viewers and fans who are watching this play out, some of whom may have realized that it was a bot attack and are seeing their own community be blamed. We can be blamed for literally so much that to be blamed for this is so fucking wild. And why couldn't you just use the language attack? We urge our viewers and, and social followers, we urge people to refrain from fucking targeting our cast. Why, why are we making clear that something happened? Because that then helps what the cast members are saying when they are absolving themselves with not actually including their own names calling out a dialogue meant to defend them that attacked a 14 year old child Mm -hmm. it's all it's like so much of this is deflection not only from the strategy the the comms of it all in the actual attacks that were done explicitly defending uh diana and rena and erica parroting off of defenses that the cast themselves have uh, hypothesized on the after show and online 
you're not addressing that, said members of the cast, and now we're pretending that this is something that has happened so many times before. It, it literally, to my knowledge, has not. Wow. And then Diana responds before the network responds, but after the Daily Peace went up, um, and draws back attention to an a uh, uh, fuck fucking live journal themed post that she had put blog, up yeah. on HuffPo, a fucking blog about a cause that she cares about and about what evil looks like, according to. Mm, her work as an activist and thoughts on Bosnia? Self-labeled, that- self-labeled activist, yeah. Um, so it's pretty interesting to me that her beef with Sutton this season has been that Sutton tried to relate to her by bringing up something that she had dealt with. And so when something horrifying and unprecedented happens to unprecedented happens to Garcelle's son, what does she do? She brings up something about herself. So and her experience and her or experience. other people's experiences yeah. and how she has supported so those other people. It was like tone deaf wrapped in a humble brag. Um, and it was also to me a nothing burger because it's from 2011, a blog post that she made, like, what are we talking about? You know, either like make, make a statement that's about Garcelle and about what has happened or don't say anything because this shoving this shit down our throat every day about you have so much money and you could never do anything you know offensive because you have helped charities in the past or you've spoken out about issues in the past that means nothing there are people who speak out on issues and cut checks to charity every day that are horrible human beings like, including Erica, yes. who on her book tour talked about the millions of dollars that she and Tom had given to charity without maybe people people in the audience. Oh, my God, that's so great. Not knowing that, that those funds were stolen. So yeah. I, I don't really give a shit at this point how much money you've given to charity before, which Same. Diana has used on social media in order to try to insult Garcelle. It's like at a certain point, how were you treating this person? The connective thread here is... Is the thing that Garcelle herself has said on recent episodes, which is not only am I not going to disavow my friendship with Sutton, but I'm looking at how you are treating her. Why would I want to be your friend? This is the absolute personification of that to such a high, shocking, shitty degree that it's almost incalculable when you think of the ways... <laughs> that this is going to be used as a potential precedent. And that is so disturbing. And it's also such an LOL. When you think of how deeply unpopular Diana is, the idea that this happened from a cohort of super fans. So many of her fans. They just of Diana Jenkins, <gasps> a woman who, as I mentioned in the Daily Beast piece, whose Q rating should be measured with a stethoscope. She is so deeply unpopular. So if we're going to play into the idea that these were people who love Diana as others love Teresa or Lisa Vanderpump or Bethany or the majority of the cast in Atlanta, like absolute superstars in the Bravo universe who do have stands who can Mm -hmm. be highly toxic in defending their queens. We're pretending Diana has that. No, Diana, Diana, 
whose very relationship has been questioned because it's so weird to sometimes see them interact. And we're pretending that she has hundreds and hundreds of super fans obsessed with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they all Diana. Flooded, they all flooded a 14 year old's page and then they went and they listened. at the same time. The same was time. there a meeting on her birthday at Diana Stan Universe yeah. on her birthday? Absolutely. Someone gave her a fucking gift. <laughs> I don't know if it's someone that she knows. I don't I don't know who's attached to that like black Amex, but I do know that these people don't exist. She may well have fans, but the idea that there was a Zoom collective of 20-something blonde white women with varying abilities to communicate effective grammar meeting up and putting in their Zoom, in their Google Cals, talking on this Zoom about when they're all going to get together and say the same loaded, racist, violent, explicit, dangerous shocking maddening upsetting abusive information to a 14 year old child at the same time in her name she's not going to call it out maybe they forgot to like I don't know was there like a prayer altar at this meeting that happened over zoom like did they all just like take a moment to self-reflect is this meditation from hell of like wait let's all just think for 10 minutes and maybe if we all think similar thoughts it'll all just occur to us and we'll end the zoom and then we'll get online and make this child feel like shit yeah maybe maybe they played one of asher's songs backwards and yeah. then they all <laughs> they all said oh, and it's her birthday and all it's so thoughts. weird it happened on her birthday what and included language that the cast members themselves have surmised on the after show and was incredibly uncreative and in how they communicated those it was very explicit for a woman who herself is has quite a history of being clumsy with her words. It's fascinating that these people did too. Yeah, it's really it's interesting. It's fascinating yeah, it's that these people did too. Yeah, it's really fun. It is random capitalizations yeah. for a woman who is such a piece of shit. So, um, listen, she says a lot of stuff. She posts that HuffPo, um, her caption talking about how great she is as a mother, mother and a person doesn't at any point reference, um, Garcelle or Jax by name, nope. but I guess she had forgotten yeah, um, who they were at this point because it was all about her. It was also her birthday, you know, maybe, you know, she did get her wish. Um, so the network responds and then, Some people have some thoughts on Erica's page, including a commenter who posed a question that Erica responded to last night. Now, this was, by the way, this was on everybody in the in the Beverly Hills cast, some much sooner than others, all reposted the Bravo statement. And so this was, I believe, in the comments of the Bravo post is where that took place. And I just have to say that Erica actually didn't share this post to her main initially. She shared it to her stories. She was the only one in the cast to do that. Everyone else, including Diana, shared it to Maine. Erica shared it to her fucking stories, giving it the same kind of level of interest that she did her own music coming soon. Mm -hmm. She didn't share it to Grid until the next day, but thank God she did because it gave us this fabulous moment, which was a commenter saying, I don't, I didn't see Bravo making every post about leaving kids alone when the woke mob was coming after your son for being law enforcement in 2020. 
And her response, Erica's response, exactly. Exactly. Thoughts? She's a piece of shit. She doesn't care about anybody but herself. We know this about her. This is a woman, again, we've talked about this, who held on to those diamond earrings knowing that they were purchased. Uh, people tried to convince her, show her receipts. Like, I'm sure in court all of this was shared. She said it didn't matter. She said in her legal arguments it didn't matter if it was used with stolen funds. She doesn't care. She doesn't give a shit about literally anyone. No. And I would wonder, by the way, if I was her fucking 30-year-old son working in law enforcement, I have no idea who he is because, again, we no one attacked his social i i don't think most people including myself even know his name nor care but her referencing him repeatedly to minimize against the attack of a 14 year old child and doing so essentially mocking the very posting that she had shared with with bravo's response while yeah. there are blind items on bravo and cocktails that says that not all members of the cast agreed with the network's response mm-hmm. and wanted to share it, which I shared on my social as well, mm-hmm. along with Erica's reply to that response. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty obvious that she did not want to add that to her post. And I know they're doing the reunion soon and all of that. And so I, I hope that it's talked about in a thorough way. This really is going to fall on Andy to address it properly. We'll see. How do you fucking address this shit when members of the cast aren't even saying to their fake fans who don't exist because these were bots? These women all do have fans, but this attack was leveraged by a bot farm. How do you have these people on the couch pretending that the shit that's happening on the show matters, noting that it absolutely does because those arguments were communicated by whomever bought the bot attack? How do you have a reunion right now when we don't know when we know how these women feel about what happened to Jax because they're telling us by minimizing his experience, by not even referencing Jax and Garcelle by name, by pretending that an orchestrated bot campaign including leveraged racist death threats are the same thing of someone posting on Erica's page saying like, I hate cops. Uh That's not the same thing. And I feel like a fucking piece of shit exhausted having to communicate that on every possible forum that I have available. How many times can we say it? I feel like I'm being gaslit as a person who has communicated the information that would go against the very communication the network put out. Absolutely. I mean, their post was 50% gaslight. And so anybody who reads that post three months from now and wasn't a, wasn't paying attention, was on vacation right. this week, they'll be like, the viewers and the fans all attack Jax. That's terrible. Well, it's spreading misinformation. That's not what happened. So people, including real people, including followers on my page, asking me genuinely, I, I'm asking myself, what happened? Can you share a highlight of what happened? This is confusing. Leah McSweeney taking to her Instagram stories, condemning toxic fandoms. The fans didn't do it. But the fans didn't do it. And then people making fun of people sharing evidence that this wasn't done by human individual fans and saying, you're woke. This is a part of a woke army. You're too sensitive. 
this is like it's like the epitome of fake news being expressed from within and outside of the Bravo universe. And it's frustrating because this hasn't happened before. But now I guess we get the first of what are going to be probably many experiences to come. This was our practice run using the vessel of a 14 year old black child. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, they really shit the bed to me with with the post. And so that's why I say it's going to be up to Andy. And when I mean up to Andy, I mean like to redeem Bravo, (laughs) to redeem Bravo, not to really like connect with these women, because we have to accept if anybody has ever had any doubt, I I've come to like the acceptance phase of what some of these cast members (laughs) are. I really have. Like I went through anger. I went through like, I didn't like who I was becoming because I was reading all these court documents and whatever. I had to like pull back from that. There's no redeeming quality here for many of them. And this clique has to be busted up. People look at older women with money and they think, oh, they must have it together. No, they don't necessarily have it together. They're not better than you and me. They're not special. They're much, they're not people you want to be around. And it's entertaining to watch on a show until it's not. And then you start to talk about harm and repercussions. And what we see happening to Garcelle's son is one thing. But then the shit that people take inside their minds after watching all of it and seeing what they get away with and that no one cared and they walk out into the world with that. It's, it's all so toxic. And I hope people at Bravo give a shit. I just don't know if they do. I just don't know. How on earth do you have a reunion right now when we don't even know who orchestrated this attack? How on fucking earth do you have a reunion where these cast members are going to potentially try to defend what they have been saying on the show and after show, which was used as the framework of a bot campaign? See, now you're talking you're talking to the wrong person here because I'm a non and I'm a non for a reason because I have such like love for my family. If it was just me, if I was just a single gal, I'd no problem, no problem. I share everything. We've talked about this too. Like I'd share everything about my yeah. life. I got no problem with that. It's for my loved ones. It's like the reason Batman, you know, wears, he's like, the mask isn't for you, it's for your loved ones or whatever. That's That's what it is. It's like... The fact that Garcelle is going to have to go into a room. Can you fucking. With people that she is somewhere in her mind knows either knew about it, had something to do with it. and Definitely even benefited from it. Benefited from seemingly. it. And even if those first two aren't true, they didn't give a shit when it happened. They did not. They did not give a shit. They didn't try to stop it. Yeah. He was getting death threats and they knew that this was happening. Happening? What literally it was happening. even a thing? It was happening. <laughs> and not, they didn't do anything about didn't it. And by thing. they, I mean specifically Diana and Erica yeah. because everybody else was saying at least something, at the very least saying, saying this is too much. Even if like the impact of Rinna listing the things that happening, her intent, I think, was to say that other people, other children have been harmed. And at the end of the day, it's unacceptable. It is unacceptable. She's right. Yeah. It's just that this is different because it hasn't been done in in the same way before. But what the fuck? If you asked me to go, if I if if I had to be Garcelle for a day and you asked me, like, your son has just been targeted, your 14-year-old, who already was going through it because of what happened on this show that you right. signed up for, and they're just sweet kids who are there for your birthday. How dare they be there, right? 
And then your older son with everything that he has gone through and he's at a great place and you know, you got your grandson on the show and all of this and you're sharing your life. You're sharing your life in ways that these other women uh, have not. Like we don't see a lot of personal life of Erica's, not that there is much there. We don't see a lot of personal life of Rena's, not that there is much there. So for Garcelle to walk into a room, I couldn't do it. I'm telling you, I couldn't do it. I could not sit in a room with these women and not lose my shit. I'd be like, I think I'm done. Well, that's, it's, it's a characteristic I do not have to sit next to people and we all know the truth and we're going to sit here and pretend like you all didn't just come for my family, know about it, not give a shit and pretend like what just happened to my child was the same as, as these other issues we're talking about that are in no way a correlation. But we're going to talk about how Garcelle is guarded and doesn't come yeah. from a place of love. But please pick you know, me what apart. Yeah, I mean, what doesn't come from a place of love to me is to not immediately speak out. But I don't know. Erica got a lot of shit after responding to that exactly uh, with an exactly to that comment. Um, She posted on her. We're recording this as again, as as I said, very, very early (laughs) Friday morning, spiritually also known as Friday afternoon. She posted and said, I want everyone to know this when I apologize. And this is on her stories. When I apologized to Garcelle for yelling at Jax, I also told her I would apologize to him in person, but that did not make the edit. All the women saw me say this. Very similar to Diana's um, very fucking odd defense of poor behavior by saying, but I did something. Uh, You just didn't see it. Thoughts? Um, I mean, she's scrambling. I think she got horrible backlash. She does, she normally doesn't care. So I think someone at Bravo prodded her because she has never cared before when the world is tearing her apart and saying, that was horrible. I cannot believe you would say or do this. She has never, never, never cared. So I think this is coming from a place of trying to keep her employment. Also, why does it matter that she... It doesn't doesn't it's moot and what are we talking about what matters is that he was harmed by her behavior which she continues to minimize on the episodes and then on social yeah she's she's literally further traumatizing this child by minimizing his experience and pretending it's like anything else and equating a 14 year old child with her 30 year old grown ass adult son who wasn't attacked on social media people maybe attacked his job on her social media which i think a lot of people have very strong feelings about they have legitimate gripes against against the los angeles police department like that's gonna happen okay he's an adult He, he he's living his dream he always wanted to be an officer wonderful thank you to all that the good officers out there do but he's not a 14 year old kid who was just getting flowers for his mom on her birthday and living his life and experiencing his first week of of high school and out of nowhere gets a flood of bots targeting him specifically, not his mother, not his older brother, a 14 year old. I actually don't totally understand what she's trying to say that she made it okay, which makes it okay. That's kind of what I'm getting here is that, well, she tried to apologize to him, but the edit didn't show that. So everything else is fine. It's like this we're good. I'm good with Jax. I, I, I said, it, I, I'll apologize to his face. I took it a little too far. I maybe had five drinks when I should have had no drinks. Bring him over here. Bring him over here in front of me. I'll say I'm sorry right now. I'll say it to his face. Yeah, that sounds great. That sounds great. Let me bring my 14-year-old kid in front of you so you can, whatever. No. 
you know, I would think that if I had offended or upset a child, the first thing I would do is try to protect them. Absolutely. And it's the lack of protection felt most egregiously by Erica and Diana's silence while they're continuing to post on social media that also loops back into the thinking that a lot of people have of why did this happen to begin with. Obviously, to upset Garcelle, disregarding the thoughts and feelings and impact of how it would feel to be that child seeing those comments specifically to get to Garcelle and to no longer maybe have Garcelle on the show if that's the only way to maintain a majority through the eyes of this random fucking person somewhere who decided to organize this bot attack yeah they said I'm gonna break Garcelle today that's what they said to themselves and they did it on Diana's birthday and maybe they know or maybe they don't hopefully we find out Hopefully we find out. And how do you have a reunion without having that knowledge? I'm saying I couldn't do it. I don't know how she's going to do it. I don't know how Garcelle is going to go into that room and have those bullshit conversations again attacking her. You didn't you didn't say thank you enough for the pasta sauce. You didn't da-da-da-da-da, whatever it is. It's so stupid by comparison to what has just happened to her and her family, what we've seen build up over the last two seasons and culminate in her child being targeted by coordinated campaign, you know, for two days. I think it would be a wild choice. I don't know the budget involved, the cost involved in this. I think it would be a horrifying choice to proceed with a reunion if it's held next week, which is what I heard. Did you hear in this? I heard something similar that it was very soon. It was happening with very yeah that it's happening. I think Yeah. yeah, I think it's happening in the next two weeks. I think it would be a wild choice to sit the cast down when they're obviously telling us through their behavior on social media to varying degrees that they don't necessarily give a shit about what happened or that they don't understand what took place, which is maybe worse. I think it would be helpful for someone to explain to the members of the cast, regardless of how you communicate it to the audience, which is a different issue, Someone should be calling up Diana and and maybe there's a reason why that maybe hasn't happened. Honestly, she's done. She's not coming back. Who cares? I wouldn't call her. Fine. But aside from not coming back, aside from the future of the show, to say that. Even if you don't want to have the conversation about the bots, which I think would be psychotic to say that this was done in your name, like. Do you understand that all of the comments were supportive of you? Do you understand that? I don't know that. I don't know. I don't know that Erica gets it, which I'm saying with a lot of like, do I believe that? I think she gets it. I think she's very smart. I, I personally, my personal opinion, which I'm allowed to have, is that she lacks empathy. She is not a person. That's the nicest thing you can say about her. I think so. I think so. I think I'm going places. I think I've really, I'm working on myself. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Love to see it. Yeah. And it's very, very difficult to imagine how that reunion is going to go without being heartbreaking to anyone paying attention as we have been for so long. Which to me doesn't, I'm not saying the reunion shouldn't take place. It absolutely should, especially because we are at a spectacular, we are in a, in a spectacular circumstance when it comes to like the things that the cast has said about Crystal's ED experience. Like there's, I, I think it's incredibly important that we hear Garcelle's voice. We hear 
Crystal's voice. We hear Sutton's voice. I think it's important that we have reunions. We can't get into a cycle where there are really horrible environments. No, I agree. As a result, the members of the cast, especially second time members of the cast who are uniformly women of color, Sutton is not, but when it comes to this specific circumstance with Crystal and Garcelle, I don't want us to get into a pattern where like we're arguing in favor for them not being able to share their perspective because I think looking back, it was a real uh, unfortunate uh, occurrence at the New York reunion that the New York reunion didn't take place. But that being said, from like a liability perspective, I am hoping that the network is looking into what actually happened God, i hope so i feel like they're just mr magoo over there like i don't even know if they understand social media i don't get it to use everyone including erica's favorite word it would be an extreme liability to continue filming with people and having if someone on that couch knew what happened or was involved the liability from that for coordinating this attack regardless of with specific death threats were a part of it, even though that is, in fact, very important to find out. You need to know that. You need to know that to protect not only Garcelle and her family, but also future cast members. Absolutely. This can't be a new thing. This can't be something that happens and we're just all supposed to be like, oh, no, it's okay. It's just a coordinated death threat campaign. It happens sometimes. He... And we're not being communicated that an investigation is taking place, but my hope is... That one is, and my hope is that if there is an investigation looking into this, that that delays the reunion because we're talking about you can't help but see who is being defended here and the connection between how these things are playing out, even in how the cast members talk about to and at each other on social and seeing how similar that language is. I mean... My goodness. And, and we have no idea at this point who is behind this. I mean, that's a, a very big question, Mark. I would hate to see Garcelle be put in an environment where she is supposed to potentially look away from this or they address it in like an act or whatever, and then they move on. I don't think there's any moving on until we know who was behind this agreed i hope and the thing is this is not hard this is not rocket science i mean instagram zuckerberg meta they can they can check this shit out they can find out they've got the resources and the ability to do so i i I find it very difficult to believe that it would that it's not something that somebody can click around and, and find the source for yeah and i would be curious to see what that person whomever it is what their relationship is to the show itself it could like, yeah true it could just be an agent of chaos a person with some money who wanted to see the world burn could be right and i also say that like i also have to say that speaking of agents of chaos be very careful and disseminating when you watch the ways that cast members might try to change the story or add in mm-hmm. other people's names or when outsiders try to insert themselves into this yes. and try to take responsibility or yes. anything else because there is a shift that can take place that can act as a distraction. And I think that I know that all the AGs listening are all really smart. And I know that this this circumstance and situation is very confusing. But like, use your own tools here. Don't engage. When you see comments, 
like the ones that Jack's received, don't engage with those accounts because that can also inflame the situation in your well-meaning response being used as an example by someone saying, oh, look, and here's a toxic yada yada. Like, be very careful and judicious in how you are communicating, communicating, lol, as I like fuck up the word, (laughs) how you are communicating and dis- Uh, disseminating and sharing information online and I know that's really tough and it's something that I'm constantly learning but like being judicious sometimes when someone is coming at you with information is really important and also looking at the at the um, accounts and being aware of who you're following and how you're engaging with information because if I was just looking at Erica's account for example I might have a or Diana's account I might have a different perception of what took place or unfortunately Bravo's account mm-hmm. would have a different perception of what took place than if I was looking at content creator accounts right now that are sharing information yeah. resources we show our work sites. that's the difference we show the work we t- if we're mad we tell you why we're mad if if we think something is bullshit we tell you why we think it's bullshit and so you do have to be pretty careful. I'm sure there's stuff for you too. People send me things. They send me tea. I see all kinds of posts and I have to be really careful about what I share and what I, mm-hmm. what I keep because I ask myself, what am I really sharing by posting mm-hmm. this? Does somebody have an agenda here? Like if there's not a receipt, I don't post it. So um, I try to stick to that. There might be a difference of opinion that some people have about what this means. You know, I'm seeing uh, some people, you know, popular Bravo fans say that this is ridiculous and that we should just understand that people, fans are toxic and that's what this was and nothing more. And I would just encourage people to, if you agree with that sentiment, you agree with that sentiment. But I think a lot of people, based on research information, sources, um, tools at their disposal, dot, 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 that that's not what took place. And it's important to understand that. And I think it's important for the network, hopefully at some point, to communicate that. If they, for whatever reason, chose not to in the post itself, I hope that that is communicated on a broad scale. And I think an example of a broad scale would be the show. Mm -hmm. Because when the reunion takes place, I think it's very important to be um, specific in what happened I think that viewers have the right to know and I think that it should be discussed that this as toxic and awful as um, aspects of the Bravo community and any community online can be what happened was a targeted attack and we need to discuss that we need to discuss the impact of that on the show the impact of that the difficulty of watching members of the cast not address it um, but I think that we need to, to really talk about that. And I think that there are a lot of eyes on Bravo right now, um, including my own on how they're going to handle this next. And I hope they really do step up. I, I do. I really, really do. I know. I'm just prepared for it to be disappointing, but we'll see. Well, I mean, the only upside to this is that it does shine a light on how important it is to, disseminate information and use tools of protection which can include the fucking truth and I think that's really important 
And I think that, you know, Face Reality 16, I just need to shout out again. We did a one hour Patreon episode um, unpacking and responding to the death threat aspect of this. And then our initial um, thoughts and feels, which included when Diana and Erica were staying quiet, some very passionate thoughts on the AG Patreon about that silence. Um, shouldn't be in a position where we feel like these women are being pushed to say that sending death threats to a child is bad, but that is the world in which we live here over in BH. Um, But I think it's really important and why I'm really appreciative of you coming on today and why I think your account is so important at Bravo Bravo Docking Bravo, because I think that, um, you know, there is value in having these conversations. I just wish it didn't come at the expense of a 14-year-old child. Yeah, absolutely. And I appreciate it. I appreciate everything that you shared too this week. A lot of the, you know, Bravo accounts, I think Phila Diva, who is the account creator uh, that Mm. Diana originally showed her ass with when she went onto her page and said it must be difficult, I believe, difficult or hard being a black content creator. Um, Capital B. Yeah. And so that, you know, she thanked a lot of accounts and was just talking about how everybody really just kind of flooded the mats and and was so vocal about this and really got the word out and was sort of educating the casual viewer of what's happening, what's about, what's going on. Um, and so I hope, I hope that most people watching the show understand what really happened because I do not trust Bravo to tell it accurately. I hope that they do. <sighs> but as someone said, it might've been you. They, um, they work hard to protect their, their cast members and that's fine but I think you can't rewrite history so you and I have had side conversations about their vested interest in protecting the franchise which includes members of its cast Um, but that's a protection that shouldn't come at the expense of some of those members of the cast and I think that this is new territory but again unfortunately whoever did this set a terrible, terrible precedent. And I can't imagine being any housewife right now with a family, however that looks in their life, um, including children, uh, thinking that they are going to feel protected sharing their child on screen in the future. I think this is a shocking and terrible um, reality that we are in. Because, again, while any toxicity against any child of a housewife is unacceptable, this was a 14-year-old whose handle includes his love of volleyball. I know. How sweet was that? I can't. He's so cute. He's so young. He's just a kid. It's very sad. As he himself said, I am just a child. And it's so sad that a 14-year-old has to remind people of that. And it's really upsetting to me that other members of the cast did not step up to say the same, which they didn't. Mm -hmm. It's very upsetting. And I think time is of the essence. I'm hopeful that the, I really am hopeful that the network does what's right in both sharing information and finding it out. Um, And I think that the community, starting with Jax, Oliver, Garcelle, Jax's other, uh, sorry, Garcelle's other child, her ex-husband, the rest of their family, her fans, I think that people have the right to know what happened, especially when currently um, folks are being led to believe that these were toxic fans. The right word there is toxic. I'm just 
unfortunately there is a little bit of a dot 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 um and that conversation will continue and um you know this was a full episode talking about this but i think that it was important to because um it needed to be discussed uh guys if you want to read the daily beast article that i wrote talking more about this you can find that link uh, in my bio on instagram at dame galley but also in the show notes for this episode you can listen to that patreon with the fantastic face reality 16 by going to patreon.com slash andy's girls a one hour episode sharing our thoughts and feels i got a lot of your thoughts guys about the situation its impact on garcelle jacks and bh so i will be putting up a satchel spectacular discussing that and bravo bravo ducking bravo where can people go to get more from you because you know i can't get enough you know i can likewise i am on the tiktok which I'm obsessed with, but I don't post as often as I lurk. And I am also Instagram, <laughs> Bravo, Bravo, Ducking Bravo. And I have a Twitter that I rarely use, Ducking Bravo. Amazing. And, you know, just one little one little note on this before we wrap, guys. I know that we are all so passionate. And everybody has a different perspective. And it's okay to disagree with each other. It's great to be passionate. But let's be a little judicious about how we are directing our passion, most especially our anger online. That can be against a Bravo Lab, God forbid, a member of their family, and also with each other. At a certain point, sometimes it's helpful to understand that we all have the ability to disagree by nodding our heads. That does not need to include using a abusive, derogatory, God forbid, racist or sexist um, uh, language and behavior against each other. We are not housewives. Mm -hmm. The ways that they treat each other as their job is on the show is on them. Let us remember that we are outsiders to this watching these shows. And I think that we do have a responsibility in how we speak to each other and sometimes disengaging is in fact a very helpful tool for us to use. It's great to have conversations with each other. It's great to disagree, but you actually don't know who you're communicating with on the other side of the screen. It is a different experience. And while I'm so happy to be a part of the Bravo community and I love Andy's Girls and I love hearing from you guys, I have noticed, I myself have also participated in an environment in which the hot-headed reactions, because we love and care so much, eclipse the importance sometimes of just taking a step back. And it's something that everybody works on. We're all human beings at the end of the day. But a lot of this stuff, what we're talking about today with Jax, is so upsetting and so awful. But I don't want that to be used as an excuse to cross lines online. Because what does that do at the end of the day that doesn't actually help this child who was harmed? And I think just moving forward, thinking to ourselves, how are we speaking to and at someone else's handle is important because it's a TV show. It's an important TV show. It's a community and an environment and a conversation online, but um, we don't want to end up looking like these characters that we see. It's just True. not it's it's not a great idea. Um, and it's something that we all work on. And I just want to share that just as food for thought. Um, 
especially with the week that we had off, even though I feel like I watched 16 episodes of Beverly Hills, yeah. all record bad. I don't think I could have handled it on Wednesday night. I couldn't, have, I couldn't have handled it. And I think what would be important would be to end with Jax's own response to what took place, which Garcelle shared on her social media, which was this. Well, I'd like to start off by saying that I'm still a kid and wish to not be viewed as a fully matured adult because I am not one. It is currently my first week of high school, and instead of enjoying it, like most kids at my school, I have to deal with being attacked on social media. I did not sign up for this show, nor do I have anything to do with the show's drama. I just want to be a normal kid. The purpose of my Instagram account is not for publicity nor the public's gaze, but to be seen by my peers as just another kid. I really wanted to avoid going private, but I just have to at this point. The constant support from everyone makes it much more tolerable. However, middle-aged women spamming me with racist and crude comments about my family is not what I expected for my first week of high school. Thank you for all the positive comments. It truly means a lot to me. And that is from Jax. And on that note, thank you to Bravo Bravo Ducking Bravo for joining, to you for listening, and we will chat with you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.